0: good morning good people welcome to a to z sports live presented by texas family fitness freeman mazda Hyundai, and worth the poor i am your host will skywalker still it is monday april 11 2022 sounds weird saying that sometimes 2022 we here man we here coming up Lamb got now. We don't care who got next. Talk about C.D. Lamb. This week, I think I want to feature some of the head honchos from the Dallas Cowboys. We've been talking about the role players. We've been talking about the coaches, the draft. And we'll talk about the draft still, too. But if this team is going to take the next step, it's going to need its best players to do that as well. And I want to start with C.D. Lamb this week, right? I think he's going to have the most pressure on himself going into the season than any other wide receiver since 2018 when they traded for Amari Cooper. So we'll get into all of that. We'll take a look at his 2021 year, where he did good, where he did, you know, where he can improve at, and where I think people have him misconstrued, and we'll we'll compare him to his peers and things like that. Uh, And also, will he get help? So we'll, we'll look into that as well in the roundup some some things that pissed me off this weekend uh we'll get into and then dallas dare i say made another cowboy move (laughs) we'll talk about that too like i mean i'm not gonna break down this guy i promise y'all won't but we got to bring it up because we do a morning show every day bringing you guys cowboys news and that is part of the dallas cowboys news If you want to call in, you can, 351-999-3787 is the call-in line. Make sure y'all come through. Let me know how y'all feel about today's topic and more. First off, a couple couple things. Number one, um, around the league first. Klayas Campbell, y'all, he's off the board. He went back to the Baltimore Ravens signing for, like, something like I said, $6 million dollars. A year, so this is for me, because y'all know how I felt about Calais Campbell.
1: They are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand.
0: It was all uh, a dream. Well, it lasted all but two days for our fantasy mock draft, mock general manager. Really thought Calais could have been help here. But it's gone. He's gone. Back with the Ravens, man. It's back with the Ravens. I'm just saying, man. I, I thought Calais Campbell could have been a great addition to this team. Uh, he'll be back in Baltimore and probably help them get to the playoffs. And then we'll be coming back here next year. Y'all be telling me, man, Scott, we should have listened to you. Should have goddamn listened to you. But uh yeah, he's gone. Uh back to Baltimore. And good for him and his family. I figured that would happen. More veterans, I think, will be signed to some of these competing teams. Don't expect it to happen here in Dallas. Yeah, you know how that goes. Uh, On some uh, serious, serious news and sombering news, unfortunately, Uh, running backs coach, former Dallas Cowboys running backs coach Gary Brown uh, essentially lost his battle with uh, cancer. He had two bouts of cancer uh, while he was a coach in the NFL, and and he he succumbed to the second bout of that. A very, very sad news to hear Gary Brown's passing. um, Former NFL running back as well, not just the Cowboys running back coach. He was here for a while, too. About seven years, coached Ezekiel Elliott to the world, TPs, also helped coach, uh, I believe it was DeMarco Murray. He was here for that, that little run, that little 2014 run. And uh, just loved by a lot of the players, a lot of the, the coaches, and, of course, the fans as well. Uh, just just a tough loss for Coach Brown. Uh, this is what Jerry Jones had to say about him. Gary Brown had a big heart, partner with a big smile and a big personality. His energy and spirit uh, were infectious. He lit up every room he walked into and touched the lives of those who knew him in such a positive way. Just uh, last couple, last week, really, in Cowboys Nation uh, in regards to former players or coaches. Hasn't been great news. Uh, we lost Big Cat last week, and we've lost Gary Brown uh, this past weekend. Uh, so rest in heaven, rest in peace, rest in power, Coach Brown. From everyone that I've seen, uh, former players and coaches, you left a a big mark on them. And there are a lot of clips that I've seen of Coach Brown. The one that sticks out to me most is at the end, I think it was the last game of the year in 2019. He's on the bench with Zeke. Alfred Morris, I think, was still there at the time. I could be wrong. It might have been someone else. And Tony Pollard. No, it wasn't Alfred Morris. I'm sorry. And Tony Pollard. And he's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but you guys have helped make my life better. Uh, and I'm glad to have been here and coached you and things like that. And, and, and apparently, he was that way with everyone. So, just a just a great man uh, that that the world has lost. So rest in peace, Coach Brown. With that said, guys, let's go ahead and roll into this morning's roundup where. As I get a little something off my chest and then we can go into the content, promise you won't keep you too, 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 too long. Today will be a little bit short, I think. I always say that, it ends up going long. It's
2: time! It's time! It's time! It's time! time. It's time.
1: time. 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 It's time. It is
0: time for. It's time. For the Morning Roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. This is the Morning Roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals are not accomplished with one workout. Progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness. You can reach those goals at any of the 13, now 13, different locations in the DFW area. Or visit texasfamilyfitness.com. Let him know that your boy Sky sent you. So, over the weekend, Dwayne Haskins also passed away. Rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins, who we all know him from his time in Ohio State and his brief time in the NFL. And a lot of people had certain different things to say and and, and said them in in a very terribly way, in my opinion. Uh, Schefter, right, he came out. He made his tweet. Whatever. Gil Brandt, though, hey, man, it's time to take the old head's mic away from him, okay? I thought for a long time it was time to take his mic away from him, but this pretty much rubber stamps it. Some of the things he had to say about Dwayne Haskins was downright disgusting, disrespectful to the Haskins family and his friends, and um, this has nothing to do with, oh, this is the new age, this new age, that. No. It was sickening. Um while the body was still freaking warm, Gil Brandt was on the radio and his partner asked him, you know, about Dwayne Haskins. And these are some of the things he had to say. I'm not going to play the entire interview because it's pissed me off. Uh, he says he was a guy that was living to be dead. It was, also, it was always something with Haskins. And uh, maybe if he stayed in school a year, he wouldn't do silly things like jogging on the highway. Nah. Uh, the man is elderly and whatever. I understand that, but but if I'm if I'm a friend of of Dwayne Haskins, if I'm a family member of Dwayne Haskins, d- you know those are the type of things you want to put hands on people. Right? Now that's not going to happen with old Gil. He's old man, but I'm just saying that was distasteful, it was careless, it was ignorant, and and I don't even know Dwayne, and that pissed me off. You know, this, you know, he's part of this old media that I think needs to start going by the wayside. I don't know if this is going to affect how people feel about him, especially some of the older people. They definitely won't. But there is a young generation that really doesn't know who Gil Brand is. He's a revolutionary, right? He's big in the Cowboys franchise and their history um, and all that. But there is a young group of kids and generation who will know now Gil Brandt for this. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Moving on to Cowboys signings. <laughs> Over the weekend, the Dallas Cowboys signed running back fullback Ryan Nall. <gasps> I'm gonna just be completely honest with you. I didn't know who the hell this guy was, <laughs> and you're not gonna know every single player. You're not gonna know every single free agent, every single draft prospect, et cetera, et cetera. But I had absolutely no clue who he was, and I promise you, when I heard that, this was what went off in my head because you know I love wrestling. Who in the blue hell are you? I didn't know who the hell he was. It. But who this is who he is, 6'2", 240 pounds, fullback, running back, whatever you want to call him, out of Oregon State. He's got 15 career touches in three seasons. So he's not a guy that they're going to feature, obviously. He's not a guy that's going to touch the ball. They don't give fullbacks the rock in this, in this era. But he's mostly a special teams guy. He played in 577 special team snaps in three years in Chicago. This got me to thinking, what's up with Seiwoo? Is it Seiwoo? Seiwo. I'm sorry for pronouncing that wrong. Who had the neck injury? I thought he had some potential to stick around as a kind of a hybrid H back with the Cowboys. Maybe that neck injury is more serious than we know. Um I hope he gets another shot to compete with this guy, but it's clear as day. He may have a bit of an edge, even though Seiwo was pretty Say-woo was pretty good on special teams, I thought, for that 2020 season. Uh but five hundred and seventy-seven, almost six hundred career special team snaps. This is clearly a bones fossil move and we'll see if he even sticks around after camp. These roster spots are precious. And, I mean, I don't know much more about the guy other than that, but let's take a look at the tracker so far for the Cowboys, the updated tracker. I did take off the, the, the long snapper, but if you look at the list, it's only three guys outside of the Dallas Cowboys organization that have been brought in Ryan all, Fullback, James Washington, and Dante Fowler all on one-year deals. All on one-year deals. Yeah, and Antoine is right. I just looked over in the chat. We got Austin too. But I don't know. I mean, from what I've seen from Ryan Nall, I don't know if he's, if Ralston is as versatile as as this guy. If we're talking about actually getting the ball and doing things, I I don't know. But Ryan Nall, you know, he was actually running back at Oregon State. So, Ralston, he's he's more bulked up as a fullback, kind of a truck type guy. But I don't know if any of them make the team, to be honest with you. A lot of roster spots on this team, I think, need to be allocated elsewhere. <laughs> it's toxic. For, hey, Tom Downey said, look at that list. It's, it's rough, Yeah. You know? It's rough. One one thing to bring back your guys, another thing to only bring in Na'w Washington, and Dante Fowler outside the organization. Um, I wonder around the league, I haven't looked, if the Cowboys are still at the bottom of the list of uh, outside free agents being brought in. I don't know. I would imagine so. Three guys. I wonder how many organizations have signed no players outside the organization for more than one year, too. Right, like some free agents get two-year deals, three-year deals, whatever. Dallas hasn't done that this year. In fact, they only did that with one guy last year, and that was Terrell Basham. So they just don't like to commit commit to guys outside the organization long term. They feel a little bit bitten. Uh, I think it was Cedric Thornton was the last guy who got a, a four-year deal outside the organization, it didn't cost him nothing. It was pennies on a dollar, um, and I want to say Gerald McCoy got a three year deal, but that deal was protected because there was a clause in there about his bad quad that they knew about, and his quad blew out and they were protected in that sense. So they're not going to do that. Not going to do that. All right, we got Los on the horn early. Okay, Los, what you got for us, man? Yo, good morning, Scott. Good morning. Good morning. Want to call in? Have a
3: good morning. Have a good morning. Have tell everyone in the Cowboys chat, you know, even though y'all y'all dealing with these Dallas drivers, you know, you, at least y'all me of these sports trying to, you know, chill you out because that's me right now. <laughs> but uh, anyways, with this signing, I mean, this is all a Cowboys move if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not on brand. It's it, it, it's it's our brand of football, man. If 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 you're in the Great Valley section, we'll find you. Where, where where the coupon discounts? Where, where, well, uh, I think Stephen Jones need to be on that show. What is it, that couponer?
0: Well, say again? Extreme couponer.
3: Uh, Stephen Jones needs to be on that show, Extreme Couponer.
0: Yeah, I, I just watched a movie nowhere. about based on a true story about this, this these two women who had a coupon scan. And now that you bring that up, it makes me think of Stephen Jones. He probably should have been a part of that, probably been an architect of it.
3: Exactly. And, I mean, that's about it, man. I just feel like, um, I don't know, Scott, I just really hope one day, I pray. I just pray one day I'll wake up to, like, a signing. Like, Cowboys have now signed, you know, a great free agent for, you know, risk it for the biscuit price, you know. Are they willing to go to the Super Bowl this year? No, we shall find out. But at least they're trying, you know. But right now, I I don't know what they're doing. But I'll leave you with this guy. I know we we talk football and everything, but let me talk about this real quick. Of you know the the coaching really matters in what in any sport, okay? And I'm a huge Mavericks fan. I, I I'm from Dallas area and everything. So last night, I don't know if anyone knows or watches the Mavericks or anything, but when Luca was on that basketball court and the coach left him out there, man, that is a huge detrimental Saw that. to that team because you know now you're going to the playoffs with your main guy being out and that goes to even like the coaching staff so for anyone saying that coaching does not matter it matters in every single sport to make the best decision for your team and will the Cowboys be able to do that these coming years we shall see but I do want some prayers up for Luca that's my guy Oh, I'm man, dude, I wish I could do that step back every single basketball game in that rec center. But, yeah, and then if anyone's going to those Texas, uh, that Rangers opener, drive safe, be safe, and don't drive crazy out
0: there in Dallas. Have a good morning, Sky. I, I appreciate you, man. Telling these, telling these Texas, dri- listen, they do need to drive safe. But, yeah, I saw that uh, this morning about uh, Luka Doncic and his, his, I think it was a calf injury. I don't know what it is about the Cowboy. I'm sorry, the Dallas Sports Area and Cavs. Right, you got, I think Randy suffer one. Obviously, Dak suffer one. Michael Gallup. Now you got Luca, and we we cover actually we cover Dallas Mavericks stuff here on A to Z Sports Dallas. You can go on uh, A to Z Sports Dallas.com. Our guy Ian he covers the Dallas Mavericks. I wonder if he'll have, um, Doctor Booth be on because he can talk about that and what it means for Luca. I know they're looking at the three grades, one, two, or three, and seeing how long it's going to be. But that sucks with the playoffs coming up. Um, I kind of was looking forward to it. I, I was going to try to make one of the games down there at the uh, AAC. So kind of sucks, man. And I'm not a Mavericks fan, but I'm a fan of basketball. I'm a fan of of, of good basketball and good players. And Luka is amazing. So this 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 sucks. The way they were playing, feel bad for y'all, man. feel bad for y'all. Uh, all right, real quick, we got B on the horn, too. Then we'll get into it what's up baby? what's good with you G? good, good with you
4: man man i've been sitting i don't know i just tapped in with you i don't know if you covered any of the the stuff over the past uh what week about this uh receiver trade talk man but man that stuff irritating so much bro talking about uh,
0: the brandon cook stuff and the, yeah, the parker
4: stuff the park Parker stuff, man. I'm like, hold on. So you released Cooper, gave Dalton Schultz ten million guaranteed, and you were gonna trade for Devonte Parker, who makes eleven million a year, and you just gave Michael Gallup twelve million a year, and he's probably not really gonna be informed to about the Well let me let me correct you. Let me correct seven. you on
0: Do- Devonte Parker. His cap hit was six and a half million dollars, I believe, for this upcoming year. So you
4: know they weren't. Oh, it was six and a half. That was a cap yeah.
0: hit. Brandon Cooks. They inquired on whose cap hit is above ten million. It's like twelve or so million dollars.
4: Sixteen.
0: So yeah. Well, I think the cap hit would have been six. Would have been twelve something with a trade. I was I was mistaken the first week when I thought it was going to be sixteen. He was getting paid sixteen oh. million dollars. Uh. But 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 nonetheless, it wasn't going to be a small cap hit. So I, I'm with you. Right. You are know, you're, you're bringing in guys. Ooh, it's definitely with Brandon Cooks, whose cap hit, you could have lowered Cooper's cap hit if you wanted to look just like that, but you didn't. You were ready to move on from him.
4: Man, I'm just convinced. After watching all this wide receiver trade talk, which I didn't even believe, I think that was just cap, boy capping. Yeah. I think that I think that that was just cover, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because after all this trade talk and, and – inquiries that you're making, you could have just kept Cooper. And it's just, I'm convinced bro, that it was personal because it just, every time it's like, all right, man, you gonna move on from it. They do something to open back up that, that wound, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It it, it just makes no sense.
0: And I don't understand the personal part about it because it's not like the dude did anything to your organization. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he went out and, and he snake leads you right or or J- Garrett guide you or or one in front of the you know his his parking lot and start doing sit-ups and talking trash on the quarterback it's not like he did any of that so yeah, it was very is very confusing on that move and then to get nothing in return again we're opening up a wound i don't even feel like going into again but yeah,
4: yeah it's it's great it's, it's it's crazy man but you know just a little draft talk bro i don't really want a receiver in the first round Oh, I'm just because, saying, get
0: ready for it. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but prepare yourself because yeah, they're
4: I'm, looking at. It. I don't want one because if you you know you you play ball, man, and we all fans in the NFL wide receiver. If you're not like a top top guy, wide receiver is not one of the. It's one of the harder tr- uh, positions to translate in the NFL because you're mm. you're learning. I you're think, learning how to be pressed. You're learning different looks. You get one or two looks in college. In the NFL, it's a totally different game, bro. And I I, I don't want to sit here and watch a wide
0: receiver. Listen, so if this was 10 years ago, 100%. I think in this new age of the NFL, though, the rules have allowed wide receivers to come into this league and become factors right away a lot quicker than we're used to seeing. Uh, and we're just seeing it at a, kind of a historic rate. A lot of these guys are coming in and, you know, and having an impact. You're not wrong, though, and the nuances of the game are much different than, than college, but the rules allow them to kind of pick it up a bit quicker than it would have been in, like, what, 2005 or 1995, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's why you're, you're seeing some of these guys come in and have success pretty quickly. Um, and, and usually a first-round guy you would hope could do that, uh, but do we even have a Jamar chase in this draft though? Like when you say top, top wide receivers, I don't think there's one. I, nope. d- I think there's a preference, right? It's a flavor. Like what do I you like it. and what fits with your system?
4: Facts. Cause I don't, the guys that they talk, I'm not a, I'm, this may not be popular, but I'm not a Traylon Burks fan. I already have that guy. I don't need another guy that, needs the ball in his hands early to be effective or as a 50 50 ball catcher i don't need that guy and everybody keeps talking about oh yeah he you can use him like debo samuels so we really trust Kellen Moore to do
0: that so i'm going, to rebut, I'm going to rebut on that one on your team? i'm going to rebut on that one because one thing you have to you got to got to realize is you shouldn't select a player ba- just solely based on the the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator in the first round, just solely that has to be a part of it, but not solely because that offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator could be gone in a year or two, right? And that player is there for five years, so you kind of it's tough because you got to project in the future too, as well as how can he fit right now. Let's stop talking about utilizing him like Debo Samuels. That's not going to happen, but. Can he right, can he be productive in Dallas? I think he absolutely can be productive in Dallas. I do. I think he's talented enough. You think so? Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't Espe- know, especially man. I don't early. Don't know.
4: I don't know, man. I feel like the guy I already have that guy on my team. He I just seems a bit redundant. The, damn redundant ball. Yeah, yeah. the guy that they have on their te- on our team like that is Tony Pollard. It's just, it's crazy, man, that everybody that yeah, Tony, Tony Pollard ain't is,
0: gonna be here for he's here for one year. Traylon Burks will be a five. You don't year. think they're going
4: to. You don't think absolutely not.
0: If they do, it's stupid. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I love Tony Pollard, but unless you're getting Tony Pollard for a dirt cheap contract, and I mean dirt cheap, you're 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 better off drafting. I do he's going to
4: get that type of. I don't think he's going to get that type of payday,
0: in my opinion. Well, listen, bro. At running I think, back, I just don't think it makes any sense. And I like Tony Pollard. It makes any sense to pay them, a money. To be honest with you, unless they but are see, a top team, I'm not paying team.
4: him as a running back. I'm not paying him. Going to move a him to back. wide I'm receiver as a guy. I'm just going to pay him as a guy that can do a little bit of everything. But I get what you're saying as yeah.
2: far as,
4: as far as a, you know the the type of contract, and I agree. If they if it's a, I'm not saying a dirt cheap contract. You know, I want to see these boys get they get their bag, but. You know, I would like to see him re-sign him because Zeke not going to be here next year. You think Zeke going to be there?
0: I don't, I said this before. I think get ready for a, a overhaul running back room. Don't think you're going to see either of them. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And well, if I'm if Tony, that way, why yeah. the hell would I want to come back to Dallas? <laughs> we got to remember, this is a two-way street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hit free agency. Thank you all for, for, you know, not putting a a bunch of miles on my legs, now I can take that and I can go somewhere where they'll utilize me correctly. Why would I come back to a team that historically, this goes beyond uh, Kellen Moore, historically doesn't utilize this type of player, doesn't feature this type of player? I can go play somewhere else. I I
4: mean, you said said they were going to have Sean Payton next year. I didn't say that. I I never said we're going to have
0: Sean Payton. The rumors I'm are about Sean Payton. Now that would change things. No, real shit, real shit. Hold on, B, because that make that that changes things drastically. If Sean Payton returns, if I'm Sean, I say, is there a way you can get him back here on the cheat? I want to see if I can if I can if I can get an Alva Kamara type of role out of out of Tony Pollard.
4: If they I is, have is, no is, doubt in my yeah. mind that he can do it. I do. T- I, I'm
0: I don't almost either.
4: positive he can do it. I agree. Yeah, man, but I'm I'm over, man, that I'm I'm not really feeling the the offensive player at 24. Honestly, man, I've just I feel like the defense is the part of the ball that just can't take a step back. We can't just de- depend on Dan Quinn to do it with 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 minimum with minimum guys like minimum contract type guys. Man, give him two more guys. You know what I'm saying in that front seven, man. I'm I'm hoping for Devin Lloyd, bro. I'm hoping. For Devin Lloyd, I feel like you you want to add to what you did last year. Don't just say, here, Dan Quinn, fix it again.
0: I thought that in general in this offseason. My whole mindset, as soon as that clock hit zero was okay, you know, we're going to be pissed for a little bit, but let's add to it. And I don't think we've done that, which is the frustrating part.
4: Facts. Yeah, man, that's all I got, man. I just wanted to th- throw in my uh, two cents, man. I got to get with you before, uh, before you uh, come down here for the draft so well, I can get your information. So, so, so make-
0: I, I won't be there. Yeah, uh, that week, oh, yeah, yeah nope, not gonna be there. We'll be here. I still be here. I'll be covering the draft here. Unfortunately, I thought we were going to be there, but we're not. So, not this year.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, G, man. Well, you have a good one, man. I just wanted to get my little two cents in, get it off my chest this
0: morning. All right, brother. Appreciate you, as always, B.
4: All right, G, I'm going to listen off there.
0: Yeah, 24. I'm a fan of, of the defensive pick at 24 as well because I like a lot of these defenders. But I, I've been saying it since, you know, we get, we got into the draft lab. I, I just truly believe you'll have a guy there that can help you produce in year one whether it be offense or defense i'm not really swayed one way or the other because the the draft is beyond round one right if whatever you do in round one you can come back in round twos and three and four and, and address those positions um but the problem is you you know i'll show you that did I, did I have the tracker up here i'm sorry that's not the one i want to go to you know the, the tracker look at the t- you're not doing anything to address these positions going into the draft. Washington Fowler no. That outside of me. That does nothing for me. That that doesn't make me feel great going into the draft that I can sit back and relax and be cool calm and collected when a pick falls to me, right? I don't want to have to feel like there's a debate because of need. But I think we're kind of doing that at this moment. No, no mock today, Los. I, I want to give everybody a break from the mocks because we we kind of did a mock on Thursday evening, then we we reviewed the mock on Friday. So maybe we'll do the mock tomorrow, and um, see what's up. With that said, I just talked about the three outside free agents who don't even really move the needle, and as you guys kind of got a glimpse of, there were 17 days away from the NFL draft, and I wanted to take a look at Cowboys 17th overall picks in Dallas Cowboys history, and one of them being C D. Lamb, all right. C D Lamb. And I'll just go I'll just go right back to it. There we go. Let's kind of go over the, the history of these picks, or at least some of the top names and the top name, right? You got cornerback Kevin Smith, who helped win three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys, participated in the two of them, and we'll get to why only two. Uh was a steady just a steady position or steady hand at the position during his eight years in Dallas. Now in 95, he did tear his ACL in the opener. And I think that kind of affected the rest of his career, but he still had one hell of a career for the Cowboys eventually retired in 2000 after, after playing eight years in Dallas. But if he didn't get hurt, could have went down as one of those top dogs in Dallas Cowboys history at the cornerback position. Nonetheless though, really good, solid pick at 17. Then of course, In that draft, you had some of the best guys get drafted. I think I call it the cherry on top of the 90s dynasty, right? Dar- Darren Woodson, Kevin Smith, Jimmy Johnson, Robert Jones. That was just kind of the cherry on top. And I think it was, no, I think, I know, it was from the Herschel Walker trade. Also, picked pick number 17th overall, the GOAT, Emmett Smith, all-time leading rusher, all-time leading touchdowns for running backs and in the postseason. You know, one part of the triplets, changed the course of NFL history I think in the 90s for the Dallas Cowboys I mean what more can you say ring of honor hall of fame just just it's Emmitt man it's Emmitt in fact I grew, we all grew up wanting the Emmitt cage that's what we called it might not have been his first but it was his <laughs> the Emmitt cage we ain't calling call it nothing else give, give me the Emmitt then you got C.D. Lamb you got C.D. Lamb his status I think oddly has come under question with the cowboys i don't think it should i don't think it should but it's come under question i'll tell you why in a second before we do that though tell you about this week's ride of the week which is the 2022 mazda cx9 touring combining a handsome exterior a near luxury interior in a surprisingly fun-to-drive nature, the 2022 Mazda CX-9 is the three-row crossover for modern-day buyers. Starting off, the Touring, by the way, which is not the base model, starts off about 39000 They have the Apple CarPlay, the Android CarPlay, which all these new cars should have. Third-row seating, adaptive cruise control, all-wheel driving, rain-sensing wipers, and much more cool features. That I think you guys should check out. So head on over to FreemanMazda.net. Or visit Freeman Mazda in Irving, Texas, to get more information on this week's Ride of the Week. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast... In front of the millions... Of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and...
1: Here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue
0: you. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Appreciate y'all for being here this morning. Good calls. Good calls already. If you want to keep calling in, 351 a seven. Got TP from NC on the horn. I'll get to you in a second, TP. But I want to I get back to... The task at hand which is as you can see here the mantle being passed to our guy cd lamb mantle meaning he's the guy now he's your number one wide receiver uh this was a plan when they drafted him gave him 88 right they even gave themselves that out with amari cooper just in case maybe this had happened or they weren't satisfied with cooper or whatever well they got lucky cd fell to him and I personally think that C.D. Lamb is having a a career trajectory to being that dude, that number one guy. I do. You look at his rookie year and you'll see 74 receptions, 935 yards, five touchdowns with four different QBs, which is why a lot of us got excited, right? A lot of us got excited uh, for his second season and it started off great. And really in totality, it was a really damn good year, year two. 79 receptions, 1,100 yards, six touchdowns. And that's, you know, missing about two and a half games. Not to mention the, the weirdness of the offense in the second half of the season, which he was a part of, right? He was a part of that. He didn't score a touchdown the last, I think, seven games of the season. And then in the playoffs, it just all fell. He only was targeted, I think, five times, had two receptions, and one of them was at the end of the game. Just Just wasn't great. But I don't think we should forget what he what he is, what he can bring to the table. Sometimes you got to go back. There's a, there's a sense of forgetfulness about what he has, and that's a you know, explosiveness to the second level. He has quick feet, top end athleticism, obviously the yak ability which you're seeing right now. And I think for the most part, he has a good sense of finding the soft spots in the second uh, or in the uh, part of the zone. Here's where a lot of people are not fond of C.D. Lamb, right? And that's the drops, and we'll get to in a second. But I think he can improve in the nuances of the game, which comes with experience, Cowboys Nation. Also, it's got to be more in sync, I think, with Dak in adverse situations. That's not just a him problem. That's a a quarterback him problem, him quarterback problem. That's something they had to get together. And I hate to call it a problem because it wasn't a problem for most of the season and for whatever reason in the back half. It got weird. And then obviously the drops, right? Now, listen, he, he had some cases of drops last year. There is no denying that. And, and it's something he'll tell you he's got to improve on. But, I, again, I don't think that should take away from the fact that he's a special talent. He's not a perfect one, but he's a special one. His peers aren't perfect either, y'all. His peers aren't perfect. And if you look at his peers, they dropped the ball too, man. I don't know what people are saying in, 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 you know, in Los Angeles Chargers talking Chargers. I don't know what they're saying over there. You know, But it seems like Cowboys fans are really down on this, man, and it's strange to me. So, you know, if you look at his drops, he had a couple games, particularly the game one where he had a couple early drops. And then the Giants game where he had like three, in my opinion. And that really skews his drop percentage and and things of such. But he had less drops than Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Debo Samuels, DJ Moore. Same amount as Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown. And his drop percentage was less than a few of those guys. Jamar Chase, Samuels, AJ Brown, and Travis Kelsey. I don't know what they're saying about those dudes in regards to that. But I do know what Cowboys Nation is saying about CeeDee Lamb. And they seem to believe... He can't be, not everyone, but a sector of the fan base seems to believe there's a disappointment in this player. There's a, I can't do it to this player, and, <clears throat> excuse me, I find it very interesting. Is it because we're just upset as Cowboys fans on how the season played out? Right? I said this before. We really need a win. A win doesn't necessarily have to be a a Super Bowl. That would be lovely. But we need a win. We need a playoff run of dominance of some sort. Because when the season's over, immediately, we're looking. Who the hell? Cooper, Dak, Zeke, Lamb. And we forget these dudes are really damn good. They're not perfect, they're really damn good. They're not, you know, they have their issues in the season like a lot of other teams. See, when you win, you forget. You threw six pick sixes in the season. You forget you went on a three or four game losing streak in the season. Those things no one cares about because you won. So Dallas needs a win, man, because we're constantly finding scapegoats. And I think in Cowboys Nation, we end up having five or six scapegoats, which then makes people believe, oh, we weren't that good or those guys aren't that good. No, they're good. Go watch. These players are good. CD Lamb is really good. He's a wide receiver one. I don't care what y'all say. He's a wide receiver one. And maybe we should just eliminate that damn thing. It's not that I don't believe in CD Lamb. That's not the case. My doubt comes from Kellen. Can he use him as a feature guy? Because CD could be a feature guy, but will he use him as a feature guy? And Dak. I need him to sometimes stray away from the game plan, right? I need him sometimes to just trust your guy. You're better than that guy guarding you. I know what Kellen said. I know what we're supposed to do. But damn it, I like this matchup. So to me, it's not about CD. Does CD have to improve on things? Yes, he's just going to his third year. Which, by the way, if you go look at Emmitt Smith's third year, He snapped. Second year, he also won ham. ham. But his third year, he snapped, right? And Emmett supplanted himself as, oh my God, right? 20, I think it was 20-some touchdowns or something like that. Is CD Lamb going to be closer to Emmett or is it going to be more Kevin Smith from the 17th overall pick? Not saying the greatest (laughs) running back in history, but more along that line. I think he has the potential to be. It's just a matter of. Will this team use him that way? Will this quarterback use him that way? Or Will he just go down and fall right into that Amari Cooper realm where, well, we're going to move on from you because the system says we shouldn't pay you because we're not going to feature you. And I hope that's not the case. I think CeeDee Lamb could have an explosive year this year if utilized the correct way. I do. All right, TP. I had to get that off my chest, man. What's up with you?
2: Hey, what's up? What's up, Scott?
0: I'm good, brother. How are you?
2: No, I'm doing all right, man. I'm listening to you, Herman. He's saying, and I agree. Um, but I think, man, I, honestly, you know, I I think the Cowboys are setting things up for Sean Payton. I just do. I, I I um I think Jerry he was very pissed because he knew he had a team to win it, and I think it's kind of like you know. Like, remember the Titans, when uh, when the guy came up to he the coach went up to the guy and said, hey, hey you got to do something different because they own to you. And he was expecting the same thing out of MacArthur to do that to Kellen Moore. But he's sitting around want to be a get-along guy, and that ain't what Jerry brought him in here to. Jerry brought him in to win a Super Bowl. Mm. And so now, you know, he's going all out. Going to these camps, trying looking at these guys, trying to see what he's gonna do. Because I guess he's he's feeling like, well, if I'm going down, I'm going down with the ship. I'm 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 gonna do it my way. But see, you know, like Jerry said, he didn't have time for you to be making adjustments. He, you know, at the end, he, you should have made them adjustments in the beginning. You know.
0: What so, I'm saying? TP uh, and and Cowboys Nation, uh, I I totally understand this. Uh, I'm gonna use the word conspiracy. Don't take it as disrespect, right? I don't 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 do that because I, I like yeah, conspiracies yeah. myself. But I think this conspiracy. There's two sides to it, right? One side, right. It, it doesn't make sense for Jerry Jones to do this. It doesn't because Jerry needs to win sooner than later. But right. on the other side is his son, who who believes he has you no, know, who thinks he has more time than his father, and he constantly talks about the future. So. That's the side that I, I can see where life is being breathed into it because Steven talks about 2023, 2024, and 2025, and right. I mean these moves don't really look like now moves; they look like future moves to 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 get more cap and and, and have more resources for another person. So exactly. I hate the thought of exactly. it, TP, but I, I can yeah. see where I, I can see where the Cowboys are giving y'all this ammo. Yeah,
2: yeah, because I'm telling you, I believe Jerry was. I think Jerry was really pissed. Pissed about it. I know he was, and um, and 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 as for CD, I want to see. I know CD is capable, Mm -hmm. but I want to see. I just want to see that I don't want the same thing to happen to CD that happened to Juju Smith when Antonio Brown left. You see what I'm saying? Because now they they're not going to double team Amari. I think he's
0: so much better than Juju. Like like Juju. Was a wide was a complimentary wideout. Lamb was was regarded as the best wide receiver in that draft. Now Justin Jefferson has something to say about it, but again, you know, I'd argue if 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 Lamb got the same looks as Justin Jefferson, he'd have those numbers too. But I digress on that one. Uh, so I think uh-huh. those two guys are different, but I hear you right. Like they both were wide receiver twos coming into the league the first few years, and then their guy left right. in A B and Cooper, and let's see what happens with Lamb. I just think I just think he right. has all the ability, though TP. Okay, and then my, and the last
2: thing I'm gonna say and let you go. I honestly believe we are gonna get that line revamped, and and like I said before, you was talking about the the, this con, the conspiracy. I know he he's gonna Jerry's gonna get that line revamped to protect what they pay. You know they pay Dak all that money, and and I think it's just leading. I may be wrong. But I just think it's, it, everything's lining up for um Sean Payton. I just I just do um and he's here just waiting to see what's gonna happen um, um this season is you gonna put up or shut up Mike McCarthy because the only way you're gonna keep your job is we win one or two one or two games in the playoffs It might meet, go to the Super
0: Bowl. it might need to be more than one uh, bro
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'm telling you man that's that's what it's looking like to me. But then again, when the Cowboys, when everything on paper, everybody said the Cowboys got the team to win it, they fail. But when, they, but as soon as they look like, well, they look like they trash, they end up winning. So we're going to see what's going on. And um, I'm hoping for the best. But it just seems like to me everything's just lined up with Sean Payton. And I'm out. I'm out, Sky. All
0: right, brother. Appreciate you, T.P. All right. You know, I, I understand the thought process. And you know, that's why I don't get all caught up, you know, in it. I I just would would urge, if that's what you believe, believe it, but but don't allow it to take over you. You know what I mean? Like don't get upset if it's if it doesn't happen. Because it does feel like this is a... I a. I don't hate to use the term lame duck because he has more years on his contract for Mike McCarthy, but. just don't smell good you know we're removed we're a few months removed from the whole situation between jerry jones coming out saying stuff to mccarthy coming out saying stuff that's not doesn't feel like a great relationship does it feel like great relationship i got the wise one the og b bird on the horn what's up how you doing hey how you
5: doing scott good good morning to you brother
0: good morning good morning
5: And just a little bit of uh, to TP, I really think that uh, Mike McCarthy was uh, done a disservice because you know I talked to you prior to the se- his first season, and you probably don't remember this, but I told you I said man that um, I said Mike McCarthy didn't want Kellen Moore, and then you said no, nah, he, he said that he wanted him this that another. I think it's kind of panning out that, Feels that he didn't way want Moore. Yeah, it is, and and so I think what what it was is there was Mike McCarthy saying basically. I didn't want this guy. Y'all put him on me. That was part of me getting this job, so I did accept that. But I'm going to since y'all got so much confidence in his uh, genius, I'm going to let you sink or swim with that. I'm not putting my hands in that because if I put my hands in it, now you're pointing the blame at me. So at the end of the season, what what's gonna people gonna ask about the offense? I'll point you to Kellen Moore because that's the Jones's call, and, and that's, that's what I think it is.
0: Did you hear the was jo- it? it was just so funny because, like you said, McCarthy. Probably, I mean, just going on what you said. McCarthy didn't want to put his hands in it because he didn't want to take the blame. But after the season, what did you hear Jerry and the boys saying? Well, we want McCarthy to be more involved. Oh, do you now? Yeah. <laughs> so he was in a yeah. lose lose situation. Yeah, he, he he was.
5: Because the Joneses again, the, the decisions they make, they're gonna give it all the time to to, to, to succeed. Although it's failing. You know, you look at some of the players they've done they they've had before. But I had a couple of things, man. I want to uh, just uh, – and, and I do think there's a, a place for analytics uh, in all sports. But I think that what you ended up – I think that analytics would never tell you to get an A player, you know, like a A-type, a type, top-of-the-line player. I always think analytics look to – like say, money hey, Moneyball. Yeah, it's like Moneyball. It's like, okay, if we can get this out of that guy, if we can get just a little bit less and pay less out of this guy, then we'll be doing better. But I think what it does, if this brings you to – C-plus, you know, B-minus players all the way across the board, and you try to win that way. So, I, you know, that's why analytics is a, is – there is a place for it in sports and everything, but then you still have to – you know, it is a place for other things, which brings me to my next point. You know, I did talk to you earlier uh, a couple of months ago, and I branded the Cowboys, the corporate Cowboys. I've kind of heard it said a, a few times Man, I after love I said that. that.
0: Yeah, I think it was and Boss so, who started really running with it. And man, yeah, yeah, it sounds great, corporate cowboys, but, it sounds but they
5: are the they're they, they the corporate cowboys, and so but I was gonna ask you this the thing about it is back in the 90s, um, you know, at the triplets, the one I, I believe that we could not have won without was Michael Irvin. It's not just his production, but his leadership and his effect on the rest of the team. I don't know, and I'm asking you this question, I don't know if the corporate environment allows for a guy to be that prevalent as far as having this effect on the team's leadership, because I really don't think that we have an emotional leader on offense. I think we're corporate on offense. I think we just go by the book and this, that, and the other. We don't have any fire. That's the thing that I thought that was missing from our offense in that playoff game and in in hard times, man. I think that we didn't really do well when the pressure was on us offensively. I think we had those guys on defense um, uh, with the safety. I forget his name. I'm sorry. J-Ron Kerr's. yeah, J-Ron Curse. But they didn't they didn't get him for that. That was an addition that they got, you know, when it got him. It's like, oh, wow, this guy's a leader. I don't know if the Cowboys even look at those things because I think they almost look at things as though it's uh, fantasy football. You know what I'm saying? But those things <laughs> the matter The irony to me. of you
0: saying that because Mike McCarthy said when you were talking about moving uh, Zach Martin to tackle in 2020, he said this isn't fantasy football. So the irony is hilarious because they ended up doing it. Mm-hmm and they realize you do got to adapt.
5: Yeah, and so I I think that, like, the reason why I'm saying that is because I think that last year personnel-wise is the first time I can say that, okay, we got pretty much everything to make a run to the NFC championship Um, in a long time. I mean, that was, to me, that was the best put-together team uh, we've had, I know, over 10 years to me. Um, But to fall flat on our face, and I think if you look at it, you look at the way San Francisco came out, the locker room, you look at the way we came out, Uh, some of the comments that Mike McCarthy made afterwards about us kind of being nervous. I think, I think we just lack leadership on that side. I don't know if the environment would even allow for a leader. Uh, You know, I'm I'm afraid for Micah Parsons, if he's in his, if if he's in his culture, uh, he's right now he's a he's a lion, but I um boy I'm, I'm afraid to see in three years what he'd be. I don't know. It's hard, man. It's hard to fight the culture, right? Well, I mean, and so the, the think- hope
0: that you have is you saw that Jaron Curse was that guy. You just said it, right? You said Jaron yeah. J. Curse is that guy. So you know if you're looking for that guy, it, it can be done. It, we just don't have it on offense. Um, uh, I you know I don't think you're gonna get it this year. I, we didn't add anybody like that, right? So yeah. that that means coaching needs to to take a step up in that regard. And and I think McCarthy came out and, and took a little bit of heat because he realized he didn't have his guys ready to go. And it wasn't just on offense, by the way. The defense gave up thirteen quick points in that game too. So nobody was ready in that game yeah. for whatever reason. And I think that does fall on coaching first and then the players after.
5: But you have to empower your coach. And what we do is we cut our coaches off at the knees when we start making personnel decisions for them, uh, minimizing uh, game plans. And we think, uh, I think we can say that, uh, you know, uh, deciding playing time for players on the field, uh, you start cutting them off right there and, and, and cutting off their leadership ability to me. And so the thing about it is is that, um, you know, one of the things, lack of a better word, would Sean Payton be better here, yeah, because he has a big personality 100%. that can override some of the things that the Joneses do. That, it's not it's not Sean Payton's X's and O's that I, I want here. I actually want his his um, reputation because that's the thing that you have to fight. You have to be – the Cowboys never – they haven't gotten a coach here that had other options in a long time. The last one was Bill Parcells. But everybody else was just begging for the job. When you beg for the job, they're going to they're gonna put some things in there that you're going to to accept. But when you have other options, which would be a Sean Payton or a Belichick or somebody like that, then now you can kind of call your own shot. You can set some things out at the start. And so we need someone in here that, you know, that has other options, has some leverage to be able to gain some of the things that they need, you know, well, to, to, to get this team to the next level.
0: We've talked about it a bunch here. We, we need someone in here that is not afraid of confrontation, right? Yes. The, the last two coaches that have done that have strayed the Cowboys in the right direction. And we're talking about Jimmy Johnson and we're talking about Bill Parcells, they're not afraid of confrontation. They may lose, right? To right, you know, and, and, and Jimmy lost a few with Jerry, but they may lose a few, but it doesn't matter. The ones that they win help the Cowboys go in the right direction. And I truly believe that sometimes out of confrontation comes positivity. Sometimes you need to have a heated discussion to get things off your chest or or make someone, hey, look, just look at it this way. Trust me, believe me. It has been that way. It's been a lot of yes men, right? A lot of guys that the, the Joneses know that they can they can control. It is what it is. Will they give them a little bit of leeway? Sure. But at the end of the day, as Steven Jones likes to say, um, there is a little bit of snipping going on. And and it was right away very evident with Mike McCarthy and, and having Kellen Moore on. It was right away very evident with Jason Garrett and Wade Phillips, right? And then Jason yeah. actually got a little bit of rope. He got some he got a little bit of rope, but jason was corporate just like the rest of this team like you call call them corporate cowboys Absolutely. he was he was yes. definitely corporate he had a he had a chance though jason had a couple chances um but it just never got done
5: so i think that the joneses and if you really look at it because i always look at the psychology of, of those guys they they those guys are um of course they they, they want to always obviously they want to be known as football guys but they really protect that too but they want to be comfortable um in the front office uh so they hire people that make them comfortable, and so that's that, that that's that's the first thing. Like, how can we work with this guy? They're not they're not saying, "Will this guy help us get to the next level?" They're saying, "How can we work with him?" Because we have a style that we like to do. We like to be uh, intrusive. So, will that guy allow us to be that? If it's a no, then that guy that candidate is gone. So it, it might be the best candidate for the position, it's, but he won't. He can't even. We won't even get a second
0: look. It's will that guy fit in with what? I want to do with with, with what I think this should look like. Right. And you usually don't see an owner. (laughs) You know what I mean? Have that. Usually the owner hires a football guy and that football guy says, Hey, this is what our philosophy is. This is what our basis is. I'm going to bring in a guy that I think can help us reach that to the maximum. I I don't think there is a philosophy in Dallas, except for how they approach free agency. Uh, in the draft, but in regards to when it comes to systems and things like that and X's and O's, it's very fluid, which you should have some fluid to it, but you look at some of the stable franchises that usually stable for a decade or more, they have a philosophy that they stick to that works. I don't, what is that in Dallas? Is yeah. it offense, so, defense, you know, <laughs> what do you mean? Is it is it coaching? Yeah. What is it? Oh, we draft but, Well, one. you okay.
5: You look at you. You can look at Will McClay. He's great at what he does, but he also allows them to keep the general manager tag, and he's comfortable working with those guys. And he, I tell you what, if you go look at Will McClay's salary, he's probably making more than some GMs. Because why? Yeah. Because Will McClay allows them to do what they yeah. do. And so you know, um, I just
0: think that man, will McClay does a perfect uh, job. He he doesn't yeah. take any. He will get no heat, right? He'll get all the praise. He's just kicking back chilling well well and plus he you know family lives down here in dallas things like that as long as they keep paying him a health a hefty price he keeps being good at his job what why would he leave you know what i mean he's young he don't you know he's not eight 70 80 years old he's young he know my time will come where i might be the sole general manager but right now you know, I'm getting all the praise for our great picks, and I'll get no heat if it doesn't work out. And in regards to, you know, pro player personnel, all I can do is give them a list of what Stephen Jones wants. And Stephen Jones doesn't want the top-tier guys. so I'm going to provide him with the J-Ron curses, right, the Demonte KZs. And guess who's getting the praise for that? Will McClay.
5: So so the other day, man, I'm going to let you go on this one. when I, I I gave you a scenario about you being a wide receiver being recruited by uh, Georgia and Florida and Mississippi State, correct? You remember that?
0: Yeah. Yep. You told me that story. Yep.
5: Well, one of the things uh, I was going to tell you that if, you, if you're if you not getting, I forgot to add this part, that if you're not getting five-star uh, five and four-star players year after year, what you end up being is Vanderbilt in football, in the SEC. And that's kind of what, what the Cowboys are, are are going to do if they don't keep up with the arms race. Man, guys are trying to win right now. We're trying to win in 2025. Mm. We have a squad that we could have built upon last year if it's added to those guys. I think added some leadership, the um, lot Wagner, you know, added some leadership from that, added some guys that have been at the Super Bowl, and, hey, let's make another two-year run at this thing, man. But we went backwards on this thing, and I just don't understand that, man. That, and, and I'm going to let you go on that, man, because that was the craziest thing, that we acting like we were 5-12 and 12 instead of 12-5. and five. And I think we could have added some key pieces in there. It might cost a little bit, but make a run for it. When are we going to actually go – Put the chips in the middle of the table and make a run for it Scott I'm gonna take you offline and, and continue to listen brother
0: thank you man All right. I don't even know how to follow that that is how, that's how I've been feeling man for for quite some time but but especially after this year and again this will draft is coming up we'll be extremely excited for that You'll, we'll get camped down the street extremely excited for that hell I, I might be at camp in Cali So all these things, you know, the excitement will come back. But the frustrating part is not. It's not the fact that you get rid of certain players. It's the I talked about this before. It's the fact that I don't know that we really truly know how to build. Building is putting things on top. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I don't think you can argue with me about that, because if you go look at the history of successful seasons. Look at the follow-up. You can call injuries. You can say whatever. I've seen teams with injuries go to the playoffs too. Okay. And injuries is, is part of the context. Sure. But God dang it. They haven't went back to back since 06, 07. That's the only time they went back to back since nineteen ninety six ninety seven 97 or 97, 98. That's, that's a real problem in building. Right? A real problem. Two separate eras. Right. Salary cap is a bit different now than it was in the late 90s, early 2000s. But but the same people are running the ship. And and that's what frustrates me is that I thought we were going to build on top. The, the optimist side of me, I could say maybe we've at best maintained. And that's being super optimistic. At best, the Cowboys have maintained, which not necessarily a bad thing. You were 12 and 15. Um, but I'm looking beyond the division. I'm looking at the rest of the league. And, and, and as we stand right now it's really tough to get behind yo this team can win the Super Bowl without sounding crazy yo know? now a lot can happen between now and we got two weeks till draft time still very uh, I'm very surprised whether you are optimistic or not I am very surprised that excuse me You know, this is what's happening in our free agency. Noah, Washington, and Dante Fowler are the only guys brought in. You know, I just don't understand it. Okay, you want to get rid of all the guys you got rid of. You don't, you know, cool. But but how are we, you know, how are we getting better here? We need more players, man. We need more players. Uh, We got two weeks till draft. You have after draft. You got uh, camp is going to come. Players will get cut. Maybe they'll sign some people then. Uh Hell, like I said, they brought in Malik Hooker in July. So maybe we'll get another Malik Hooker signing. But boy, you playing with some fire. You know, we talk about pressure on C.D. Lamb in today's episode. Man, how much pressure are you going to continue to put on this uh, training staff? Or not training staff. On this, this front office in regards to the scouting department. It's a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Alright, I'll get <laughs> Kayla. I'll get to our guy Nacho and we'll wrap this thing up. What you got for us, Nacho?
1: Oh man, Sky, good morning. Good morning. How you doing today?
0: I'm good, good brother. How are you?
1: Not too bad. Not bad at all. Um incredible, right? Uh Calais Campbell, if if, if what you're sharing is that he signed back with the Ravens yes. for about that amount. My goodness. Um, yeah, it is, you know, I, I, you know I, I think we're still going on, you know, what is the plan? You know, are they going to wait after the draft and then use some of that money that they do have to spend? Uh, are we going to do it prior to the draft? Um, when you have opportunities to get veteran leadership and veteran players that can come in and continue to patch the holes as we're doing, I just, you know, it is frustrating as a fan um, that we're not doing that. And I don't know what the game plan is going forward. And, and we're still being very passive and very reserved and hesitant in terms of what we do. And we can just hope that there is a lot of great veterans out there still that we can still plug in.
0: It's dwindling. Uh, yeah, I'm saying? It's, it's, it's dwindling. Fucking, I, I, I think... I think if you're going to hold on to a certain hope, the hope is that the 2020, yeah, 2020 draft class, 2021 draft class takes a step so high that you can ignore the fact that you went out and you're signing Ryan Nalls of the yeah. worlds. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you you're going to need them Absolutely. to take that next step quick, quickly. Um, and that's one of the that's a flaw, in my opinion, sometimes is that expecting a draft class to just hit on all cylinders like that in the middle of their development. I think to to kind of mitigate that process, that development process, you bring in veterans, quality veterans, not just one year, you know, bottom of the barrel guys, but quality veterans that help you get over that hump as your young guys develop. So, you know, we're going to need, I said this before, we're going to need the 2020 draft class to really step up. And then last year's draft class is going to have to take another step too. I mean, that seems to be the plan. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's the plan in, in right now.
1: You know, if they if they went ahead you know, I feel you on that. Um, if they went ahead and got like maybe a, let's say the Keem Nicks and maybe uh Jure Paul or something like that. Let's say like they play one year rental, what have you. Okay, and then you draft, okay, so I can see okay, now we, we did make some moves, Fowler along with that and all that. Okay, now you're okay. You're feeling a little bit better. Okay, we you know we we grabbed a few bats here, but yeah, the fact that you know we're just sitting and and you know you hear these rumors coming and going about so many different players going here and there, and and then you're waiting. You're going okay, Dallas, and then and then the fact that you know we 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 heard about you know um, Wagner and and his interest and in, like him being like, yeah, like, I'm interested in coming and, and to And Vaughn
0: Miller, apparently. I saw videos and going Va- around about Von Miller. Oh,
1: my God. Right? And Vaughn, right? So, he- here was uh, players that, have, that are at the point of their careers where, okay, maybe playing for uh, an organization that they've always wanted to play for, and of course, they've made their money already as it is, but so, there was that intrigue and that opportunity, mm-hmm. and you know, we we didn't take it, and and the money's there, and, and 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 you know they they do have the flexibility and mobility to do something. Yet we decide that hey, we're going to stay pat, and we're going <laughs> to. So you know, I.
0: But yeah, it's not a surprise, I mean, you know, right? I mean, you're not. I don't think no, no, surprise
1: right. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's just that uh, I think to to everybody's point and to your point exactly is the fact that you know we're we're just you know our mindset is just so different you know we're not you know look at for example look at the new orleans saints obviously with with the eagles and the and the trades and, and these teams that are just being aggressive and and i mean over here living in the bay area with you know with the 49ers in this area over here you know you, you hear about them trying to trying to and the chargers and all that trying to move up and trying to be aggressive and saying, okay, like, for example, San Francisco, they do not have a first-round draft. Well, with the Debo situation going and the Garoppolo and what they're going to do, I'm hearing rumors are like, hey, they might package some of these players and say, hey, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to to move back into the first round. And I'm going, okay, Dallas, where are we at? (laughs) Where are we at? You know, Uh, but uh, it is
0: what it is. I ain't really worried about them trading picks. Again, Draft draft picks are only going to go so dang on far. You you still need some quality veterans added via via free agency. That's that's Absolutely. where my gripe has Absolutely. been. And, and in regards to trades for exactly. players, that's where my gripe has been. They'll they'll be fine in the draft.
1: They'll be fine in the draft, and then mm-hmm. and then we can hope that. Uh, well, hey, listen, it's it's coming up, and and uh, it's exciting stuff. And um, anyway, but uh, hey, good stuff. And uh, we'll just sit back and wait and see if anything happens between now and the draft. But in closing some of those free agent moves after the draft, probably right.
0: We'll see. They've done it. They've done it the last two off seasons. Everson Griffin and Malik Hooker. So they, you know, they'll probably get one more in there after the draft. But hey, Nacho, appreciate you calling in, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. My man. You too. Yeah. Bless- Thank you. Y'all or something else that that day going to chat. All right, listen. We about to roll up out of here in the next couple minutes. I'm going to hit the chat. Y'all have been very active in there amongst each other. I haven't really been able to, to focus too much there because I'm talking to the callers here. But uh, I see y'all are talking about Kenyon Green would help us a lot. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of a guard. That's the thing about this draft that maybe I'll talk about later more with watch uh, Is that... We're in a position right now where we kind of need a handful of, of spots. Like, you know, there's really no position that in round one. I shouldn't say no position, but there's a there's a good group of positions in that first two or three picks. Where you, if you tell me guard, DT, wide receiver, and if the, the, one of those are the picks, I, I completely understand it. I completely understand it because we're in that we're, we've kind of put ourselves in that spot. Which kind of contradicts what the Cowboys want to do going into the draft. They want to go into the draft not having these little small potholes, right? They want to go into the draft having that flexibility. Still an opportunity to do so, but a bit of a question mark. Uh, you guys talking about Cooper? Uh, Big Sarge talking about Tom. Let's get TC. So let's get junk for every time the caller says okay. There's some callers where we we could play a game. My guy, uh, Mister All, I gotta say, Rick. <laughs> favorite edge that might be available to us. Mm. You mean in the first round? I'm imagine you talking about the first round. What I, I said this on Vacha's show. I love Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson, so much. The, the potential there is is great. But I think he's going to get picked before us. Some people don't believe he should. But let's just say he's available. That's one of the guys I, I would love. Uh, but I feel like the Karlofkas of the world, the Jermaines, the Walkers, obviously Thibodeau Hutchinson, those guys, I think they're going to be gone. Um, so now you're looking at second round, that 24 so. Jermaine, I feel like if there was one guy that would fall, it would be him. Phone blowing up. What about Christian Watson uh, in the second round? Nick? Let me just tell you this. If that is a selection, it will go against the grain for Will McClay. He does not like small school guys. He doesn't. In fact, Ben DiNucci, I think, is the only small school pick since Will McClay start running the draft room. And if you remember, we talked about that safety room. I could bring up the graphic, but I'll just tell you. If you look at the safety room, the safety drafts over the last 15 years, they tried they figured we don't need to go to the big schools. We'll go to IUP. Go to Eastern whatever it was for for Matt Johnson. We'll go to Georgia Southern for JJ Wilcox. And none of them never really quite hit the way they wanted to. So I don't get your hopes up for a Christian Watson because he's a small school guy. Right? Now the guy you want to look into is Khalil Shakir. In fact, before we get out of here, um the last question I had to myself really was, will C D Lamb get any help? Right. And we know that the wide receiver is being looked at for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Chris Olave was brought in, Traylon Burks was brought in, and Drake London was brought in. Three wide receivers that are first round wideouts. So I know my, my man B came on and said, I do not want to take a wide receiver in the first round. And I told him just prepare yourself in you know in case because they are definitely looking there but khalil shakir is another guy who's a boise state alum right you got kellen moore boise state dallas loves boise state guys whether it's kellen here or not and he's got some he's got some juice to him He's he's got some talent a mid more of a, to my opinion more of a mid-round guy but don't be surprised if, if they don't if they pass on receiver and then Shakir is the pick sometime in the third or fourth round. You know, don't be shocked, don't be shocked, man. But no, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get my hopes up for for a small school guy of any nature at any position. All right, any position. All right, guys. We are finna head out here. It is Monday, so that means that A to Z Sports Primetime is back. And later on, Mauricio Rodriguez will be in the building. Uh, We gotta coordinate. Before I get out of here, let me get to some of these Super Chats. But we gotta coordinate because uh, I believe he's supposed to come on this week. We'll see how that works. Maybe we'll do it the week of uh, the draft week, but we'll see. I'm trying to get him on this week. And I was on his show last week. Fun show. Go check that out if you missed it. I I had a good time doing that. Sometimes it's cool just to sit back and be... You Know be the guest of a show instead of trying to run everything, but uh, let me get to some of these super chats. My apologies, y'all. My apologies. Here? All right, here we go. Super chat. We got a super chat from Tom Downey earlier. He says, So glad we cleared all the cap, no jersey on the way. <laughs> uh, Sully with the five dollar super chat. Super chat. Appreciate you. He says, Now TP. Only here for one year. Uh, He's been here for three years now. Still haven't figured out how to use him. Don't need Burks not to use him. Also, I need a clue bomb. I'll give you a clue bomb. Not, of, not, not because of Burks. I'll give you a clue bomb because you asked for one and you pay for one. I got you, brother. Uh, another Super Chat. Recent Super Chat. Super Chat. From Jose. Appreciate you for the $10 donation. It says, I would love to trade back a couple picks and pick up another third. Go check out our, our mock draft on Thursday and I also brought it back. We reviewed it on Friday, yeah, on Friday, and we did. That's what we did. We traded back a few picks, picked up an extra second actually, and uh, I thought it it played out well for us. So it all depends how that board falls. That's the, that's the beauty of being at twenty four. You kind of can sit back and see how things fall out or uh, fall to you, and there may there should be an opportunity to trade back in in, in regards to the board. Meaning you might have three or four guys you like. It's just a matter of finding a partner who wants to come up. And, and we chose the Packers because one of the receivers were there. So, uh, Marcus wants to, wants to do more film. I almost did a, a legit film session about CD today. I just didn't have enough time um, to put it all together. So I just I already had some all 22 from CD, but I was going to break down a few plays. But maybe we'll get back into that, you know, find, find a couple players to do so. I kind of want to wait for draft, though. I love looking at the actual players we draft, taking their film. Let's break it down, take a look at it. Uh, I do a – well, I started it last year. I think I'm going to bring it back this year. A uh, Rating the draft series, meaning we'll take all of our draft picks, or at least the prominent ones, and we'll rate them. I have a scale, uh, if I can remember, of year one impact, of value, and long-term outlook. And that was real fun. I enjoyed that. We took we looked at some film. We broke it down. Uh, we pieced it together with the current team and the potential of what they'll do later. I had, I had an awesome time doing that. So we'll bring that back. It'll be a lot of film with that too, man. Uh, Tw- uh Swain says, Sky, that trade for Jacksonville for the wide receiver. Yeah, we're talking you're talking about uh who's the cat? Uh LaVisca Chanel. I would love that move. Keeps us flexible a little bit. But all right, let me hit this button, man. Good show today. Appreciate the calls. Great calls. Great calls. Appreciate the donations. The chat was popping. You guys are always active. Always active. I think we have one of the most interactive shows there is out there. I appreciate that. Y'all keep on keeping on, man. Keep on keeping on. Come on back tomorrow. 815-ish. 815-ish. Hit up A to Z Sports, Dallas.com, and check out my guy Mo later on tonight on Prime Time. Be out of here. Peace.
2: together.